Brendan, can you hear me? Hello, Brendan. Hello, Brendan. Can you hear me okay? Be completed as dialed. Hello and welcome Please to consult EBS. your directory and call again or ask your operator for assistance. This is a recording. Did you turn all these on? Welcome to DM Your BF. This is another episode of my friend uh, Brendan. He just alerted me that we started a few minutes late. I, I apologize, everyone. This should um, be on. This should be on. Okay. What did he, he touch the board? <laughs> he touched the board. I don't know what he did. Can you hear me? Okay, in there. Can you hear me, Dan? I can hear you, BF. How are you? Cool. I'm gonna How talk. You guys? I'm gonna talk trash about you. Okay. I can still hear you. Yeah, I know. That's the whole point. I want you to hear. <laughs> What's that's what friends are for? I mean. <laughs> okay, we are live. This has been DMURBF. This is our fifth show. That sounds. That sound right. Fifth show, I think. <laughs> I'm the, losing track. Maybe six year. or seventh. Sixth or seventh show. This oh, is of 2020. Of 2020. Yeah. DMURBF. Your host, Brendan Flasky, Dane McLean, special guest, Tasha. I mean, Natasha, sorry. Dane told me Tasha. Tasha's fine, yeah. Ta is that a Tasha. nickname you go by? Yeah. Oh, really? Interesting. So Tasha, is that a formal nickname for Natasha? Yeah. Oh, because I knew a chick named Tasha way back when, but now I'm wondering if her name was actually Tasha. Like some people are like Zach, but their name's actually Zachary, yeah. but they're like, just call me Zach. Yeah. Anyways, just food, food for just thought. Me, uh, and wow. wow, that was, you know, Daniel, insightful. Levels are okay? I'll come back in there. I'm just making sure everything's cool in here. Did you turn they, on all the buttons? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, Tasha. This is not normal of us <laughs> at all. <laughs> yeah, we usually yeah we don't usually turn on all the buttons, including the phone line. Yeah. For whatever, <laughs> for whatever reason. And we have special guest, John Flasky. Thank you for coming as well. No problem. Thanks for having me once again. Dane, if you want to join us in the room, that'd be great. Okay, I'll be right in. A little informal. Just, uh, just continue, and I'll, I'll be there. A few lies. Minutes. Pure lies. <laughs> okay. So, Dane, 
Dane was reluctant to tell me. Sometimes he does a little uh, he does a little joke where he doesn't tell me anything about our guests. Sometimes he's just like <laughs> he's like, I want you to just walk into this blind. Now he gave me like some <laughs> some idea because normally I like to do a little bit of research. You know, being an, an informed host, you know, really helps and it makes the show run really smoothly. <laughs> But Dane kind of likes the the tragedy that is DM your BF, you know, which has its own appeal and its own right. And, you know, I understand. I told you before the show. What are you talking about, Brendan? You told her or you told I me? Told, I told you, Brendan. I told you everything. <laughs> I'm sorry. <to laughs> I, didn't, I didn't get into any research. <laughs> anyway, so. I gave you plenty of time, but it's okay. I, I have Natasha. There's like 100,000 people named Natasha. <laughs> what a guy. <laughs> Anyways, uh, so. Right off the bat, can you just tell us, just give us a little information. Uh, I think you're an alumni, is that correct? Um, yeah, so I went to Mount Royal like 12 years ago. 12 years? Yeah, so it's been a while, so I was kind of walking around reminiscing. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's changed a lot, but yeah, no, it's good. Has it really, okay. though? It seems permanently <laughs> stuck in time. <laughs> yeah. Dane, just grab a mic with one of us. Those aren't on. No, these two aren't. Okay. Sorry about that. A little rocky start. A little rocky start, but that, that's okay. <laughs> Demon BF style. Anyway, so you, you talk about Mount Royal and being an, an alumni. It's been 12 years. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Um, what was the program you uh, went through? I was in sociology. Sociology. Okay. And where has that gotten you like so far? Have you, cho- have you pursued a degree, I mean a career path based on that degree? Or um, has it been completely different? I guess I... I talk to people all day. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of, (laughs) yeah. That makes sense. Uh, Going forward, uh, you talked about Mount Royal, um, and I guess going away from the degree, you talk about um, Mount Royal changing. Now, has it changed in, like, the atmosphere, or has it changed in, like, the appearance, or what exactly about Mount Royal have you noticed? Mostly just the appearance that I've seen, like, the new buildings. The parkade was just starting being built when I was here, so it was... Yeah, it was nice being able to find parking. <laughs> well, was that a problem before? Oh, yeah. Like you just yeah. couldn't? Oh, what a nightmare. Dude, it's always been a problem on this campus. I mean, yeah, if you try and find parking before 12 on, like, any Monday to Thursday, it's like, good luck. Mm-hmm. Unless you come in, like, at 10, 10 a.m. Then, But, I mean, everyone leaves after, like, 1 p.m., but it's still, it's still a nightmare considering how much we have. And the prices keep going up every year. 25 cents, lot A, lot B, tw- 50 cents now. It I think they're at eight seventy-five for those of you people who drive. This is very specific knowledge, not important whatsoever. I'm just complaining for the sake of for the sake of ranting. No, no, you would be right to complain about the rising cost of parking here on yeah. campus, especially I'm sure no just <laughs> the buses are terrible. Yeah, don't even get me started on that. So, when dealing with Mount Royal, do you look on Mount Royal fondly, like as because we're just about to graduate pretty soon. Like, give us another semester or, or so just to finish up all our gen eds. Um, what are your memories of Mount Royal? They were all fond memories. I didn't live mm-hmm. on campus or anything. My sister did for a while, but it was, yeah, it was all good. Yeah? Yeah. You didn't have anything, like, super memorable, like any crazy professors, classes, or that you're like, huh, like, just that was weird. Because <laughs> I already have a couple. Do you? Uh, off the top of my head, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, not that I can think of. Nothing was too insane. I don't I don't know. It was just a lot of fun. I met a lot of new people. I still talk to some of the people I met back then. So it's, yeah, they've all kind of gone through their different career paths and everything. So 
it was yeah it was good so when did you get into music specifically um so i've always kind of sang mm-hmm. um different songs like karaoke and everything in my parents living room and everything <laughs> like that and uh kind of would perform every once in a while like in my towns different events that they had going on and and i kind of got more serious about it uh, the last couple of years, uh, I started writing music and everything, kind of just taking my life experiences and everything, collaborating them into an album. So, Yeah, because you just released um, an album, or it's currently close to being released. Yeah, yeah, that. it's released yeah. now. I released it December 20th. So, oh, yeah. just recently. Oh, wow. wow, that's awesome. I, I checked out some of your songs on YouTube. You're very, like, it's a very, like, um, classic country sound. Yeah, and yeah. Has that always been like the genre that you've been most uh, passionate for? Yeah, I would say so. Cause I grew up in a small town. My town had 500 people in it. 500? So yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah, so, um, yeah, so it was kind of, I guess, in my blood <laughs> to be able to connect with that and everything. So. Yeah, I find with that country songs, they just they always mention like they come from a small town. Yeah. <laughs> and there's like small town blues and all. <laughs> it's, a, it's a very recurring theme, that and like blue jeans, Levi specifically. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just like stereotypical, you know, associations that you put together with country music, which is interesting. I personally myself don't uh, really, country isn't my biggest uh, genre that I, I play, but I have noticed like uh, I, I do pay tribute to like the classical. Uh, artists like Garth Brooks, yeah. uh, Johnny Cash, oh, like yeah, their their influences are, can be seen like across the music industry. Even if you don't like like them as an artist, you can still see their influences within other artists that you probably do like. Which to me is is mind boggling, and you know that says so much about an artist. And speaking of those, do you, do you have any influences like that? Like just like classic icons that kind of like transcended their time period and kind of make their way into yours? Uh, I would say like probably Faith Hill. Faith Hill. Yeah. Classic. Ooh, yeah. That's going way back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's kind of any song that I hear from her playing, like it kind of, I just know all the words and everything. I feel like we always listen to it in my parents' vehicles and just on the radio at home. And hmm. we had really good reception way out in the boonies for Country <laughs> 105. So Country 105. <laughs> it would reach us out there. So Dolly Parton, <laughs> a little bit of Dolly Parton at all or? Uh, a little bit, yeah. yeah. Classic. Classic. Classic Dolly. There's Jolene. definitely, like, I can see, like, a <laughs> resurgence in country right now where it's, like, it's becoming more, um, it, it, like, the, the classic elements are coming back for sure. Like, um, you get, you're getting kind of, you know, it kind of went into the mainstream for sure in, like, the 90s, 2000s, and now it feels like it's kind of going back to, <laughs> like. and rich, anyone? Yeah, <laughs> like. I don't know. It just sounds different the last few years than it has in the past, for sure. Like, in the last decade, it's changed a lot. Mm-hmm. Do you like to see how it's kind of changing, or do you, um, like, what era of country is, like, your favorite? I would say, like, the 90s, early 2000s. 90s, they peaked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when you look at musical, like, m- music just through the decades, like, I don't, I don't know if it's, like, the nostalgia factor for me, but, like, I feel like there are certain... Pinnacles. 90s, I'm just 2000s like for a lot of music I like. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was still, I was still a kid, but I mean, I still can pay respect. But I don't know if that's just because like your parents listen to that. And it's like that's kind of some influence, and it's like, am I biased or is this like actually just really, really good? <laughs> you know? Uh, I don't know. I think it's really good, but when you have a c- close connection to it, 
Um, yeah. Like if it's that part of your childhood, more. that's for everyone dependent, like regardless of when they were born. You know, they associate kind of like the first decade they kind of got into music as like the best. And I think that's just normal for everyone. So like 90s, 2000s for us might be it for us, like how it was for our parents, the 60s, 70s, whatever. Yeah. It's just the way it is. Classic country like that, I, not my cup of tea. I was able to definitely stand the more recent forms of it, especially when I was getting a bit experimental. And then you started having like these country rock and country rap, like country rap, little Nas. <laughs> what was your opinion on that? I like it. You like <laughs> it? <laughs> like unironically? Yeah, like it's it's, it's cool. different. I like it. I like. Yeah. yeah. Would you be Would you be more inclined to see like more variations of that country rap? Because I don't know if that's really been done before. I'm trying to think, but I'm not well versed in country. No, let alone it's, country it's rap. It's been done before, but it's not been huge. And like it's not been to this scale. No, no. Little Nas is definitely um, pushing it for an audience when he released that, and just you know, official Stampede anthem and <laughs> official, yeah, <laughs> when it great. came through. Uh, the timing was great on that, uh, just for Calgary and whatnot. But uh, before that, there's there's always just been a bunch of small artists doing that thing. Mm-hmm. That's what I can tell. Which I guess raises an interesting question when you talk about Stampede, because like you go to like the, the line of the Coca-Cola stage, you know, and you see like these artists that but they're not really country, which is kinda like the whole theme of Stampede. Well so, it's to cater to everyone, right? Like if you want country, National yeah, but North I mean, is waiting stampede. for you. And like, then Coca-Cola stages for pretty much everyone else because it's it caters to a lot of things. They They've got some country stars up there all the way to, like, forgotten 90s metal bands that are just like, hey, popping out of the woodwork again, you know? What is your take on this? I feel like music in general is just a way to kind of bring people together and everyone, they can connect in one way or another. So whether it's country or rock or anything like that or any stage that they're performing on, I think it's just a way to bring everybody together. And Mm -hmm. I love that about music and what I do and yeah is that what you try to embody in your music just like the sense of like connective feeling like something that people like like a catchy chorus anyone can just like as if they've heard like the first part of the song it's like they know kind of like the rest yeah or, yeah so I, I each of my songs I kind of try and tell a story and and hopefully somebody would connect with it but when I started this whole project about two years ago uh, I basically just had a lockdown in my room and just started writing music and writing songs and have the melody uh, figured out. And one of my friends, he helped me do the recording for it. He played all the instruments for my Uh album and everything. So uh, it was kind of done in reverse from what you would normally do for recording music and uh, making songs. Mm. But um, he would try to adjust some of the words or something and I would have to tell him like well no that's not what happened so <laughs> let's switch it back and we'll figure something else out so um he probably hated me for that but uh it's yeah it was kind of just like a story that I would hope like other people could maybe connect to there's a couple of my songs that um have really deep meaning and even beyond what you just hear it's kind of like what I was feeling at the time or uh, feeling at the time of when that actually happened and mm-hmm. so do you try and tell stories through your songs or are you just mainly trying to capture like a feeling like the the vibe of the song is the way it is or is there like a, an underlying story that kind of shapes the way the song plays out and the melodies you use i would say kind of a mixture like there's different 
people that I've played, uh, the one song, My Home, um, and they came from my town. So like, oh, yeah, we totally did that. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, we were, because part of the song is like we were playing on the streets in the summertime and everything. Like it was a constant ball hockey game with all the kids in town or we'd play a big, uh, what is that? Hide and go seek tag. Hide and go seek everything, tag. Like all the neighborhood kids and everything. So it was kind of like people who grew up like that, they would kind of be able to connect with it. Uh, and then like skating, like we just had, we had basically a swimming pool in my town and a skating rink. So in the wintertime, it was skating all winter. And <laughs> so, <laughs> so I feel like depending on where you grew up and how you grew up, um, you kind of connected a little bit differently. So uh, the one song that I have on, uh, it's called Front Porch. And I feel like it's like the typical like young kids sneaking around from their parents and everything, yeah. uh, kissing mm-hmm. at the window and everything like that. For me, that was like not how it went. <laughs> uh, I was way too afraid to actually like leave my house because I was like terrified of getting in trouble and I was a big goody goody. <laughs> so my friends would come and bug me at my window. They'd go knock on my window and wake me up. And I'd like visit with them and tell them like, no, I'm not going anywhere. My dad can probably hear you. Ooh. And <laughs> so I'd take the screen out and just hang out with them like at my window and like bring them cookies and juice and everything. And my dad would wake up the next morning and be like, so I just uh, went outside for a minute and I saw some cookies on the ground. Like who was here last night? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so yeah, so that one in particular, it's, it just sounded cooler to be kissing at the window, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Rather than <laughs> like handing out cookies. <laughs> I, I think a lot of songwriters must do that. Like they take like a instance and then make it more like more intrigue, like, Oh, you know, there's something else going on, but that's cool. Like I know you're embellishing it, like yeah. like a comedian, right? I mean, yeah. like yeah, you have these instances, but how can you make it more funny so that you can reach a greater audience or like? It's really like oh, a lot of great it. stories or myths or whatever in like yeah. society. It's like something happened, but then it's they based on it truth. became something else. Like with it's retold a few times, and then people add a little bit. Like my grandfather's um, Irish, so I hear a lot of stories that just are like. Bid our father, the Sea King, rise from the depths full. Foul in his fury, black waves teeming with salt foam. Out there, but he swears <laughs> by them like they actually. Have <laughs> You're like, and, like no, everyone I'm knows like it. they're exaggerated, but to him that it's become truth to him, even though everyone knows they're like. And the more you tell it, the more it is yeah. true. Yeah. It's yeah. artistic <laughs> license. Yeah. You, you're given an inch and you'll take a mile out of it, right? <laughs> yeah, I think it's it's interesting how like musicians do that. You can take something, um, sm- yeah, like. It's more interesting anyway, because that's what art is, is you kind of reimagine life and uh, the world around you in a new way. And that's very true. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if you, Natasha knew this, but Dane is actually a musical artist uh, as well. I did and, well. and I think he's, he's speaking about <laughs> his craft this level, because... I'm emerging. I'm I'm just like putting out demos like <laughs> like in my in my basement. But <laughs> you gotta start somewhere. I haven't, I haven't recorded like professionally yet, but I'm just you know it's just in the experimental process yeah. like where I just want to like get something out there because it feels good to just you know do what you feel inside of you. But um, no, I'm not like I'm not a professional musical artist it's yet. It's gonna that's, be that's the next nice I mean, you have to Canadian get rap album coming from <laughs> Daniel <laughs> Rap. He doesn't do he doesn't do rap. I would love to see that though. He actually did freestyle at a at a club once. <laughs> which was way out of his <laughs> no, Cypher no. Cypher Club. It was a house. Like it was a Yeah, it's a group Chris of Cram- people. Chris Campbell's film screening. Oh, that was good. You didn't come to that. Yeah, I missed that. This guy, he I was, loves, I was he loves star, rapping in general. Like he's, <laughs> this is, this isn't about me. He has so many promos <laughs> that are like, 
he does covers of songs and he like rewrites the just, lyrics. I don't take it too seriously, but it is fun to do, and I do like I do exercise, you know, the, the equipment in this room because I'm like I have this, like I have the access to the programs, auto tune everything. I'm just like, why shouldn't I not use it? Like, so I just make these like little side gimmicks. I don't have m- that much time anymore, but like. Last semester and the semester before, I really like went hard. Like every day, I was in the studio, but not now because I actually have to study, which is unfortunate. <laughs> but this is detracting <laughs> from my original point where I was talking about. So Dane, as as a music artist, he he talks his uh, your artist name is actually Surfing in the Dark. So I think that's a little bit you're you're embellishing that, right? Because I don't believe you have ever surfed. No, and especially <laughs> how dangerous it is in the dark. <laughs> Yeah, just, no, just I, calling them out there, right? <laughs> I, I'm, I'm too scared to ever surf, but I, I like. I Especially think in the dark. surfing would be fun. So I like. I imagine myself like if I was brave enough, I might surf. So that's like the hero side of me that I I'm not. Like you put on a mask, right? As like as an artist, as yeah. a producer, an artist, and you just kind of like embody something you kind of want to be, or you feel like you could be in another life, maybe. Or maybe I'm thinking too much about it. And like I'm just I'm just BSing too much with my. You're just BSing. It. I believe it's just it. a name, right? I'll, I believe every word you say. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you. Thank you. How true is this? Uh, uh, being yourself as an artist, like maybe more established than Dane. No offense, Dane. But, <laughs> <laughs> this, but like, as your persona as an artist is obviously somewhat different than you, because I mean, like, you can't just go up on stage and be like, you know, if you're just like a chill person, just like, hey, I'm just hanging out. <laughs> like, you have to you have to give people a show, right? At the end of the day, and you know that, that may not always be you, but it may be a different side of you. Yeah, there's a thing that I've been trying to do. It's like just embrace the uncomfortable. Mm, so right. I've always Face been a chicken, like, yeah. like even just the the story about the the kissing at the window and mm-hmm. not yeah. actually going anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, so embrace the uncomfortable, and then uh, even the name of my album is called "What If You Fly." Uh, it's from a poem by Aaron Hansen, and it's mm-hmm. "What if I fall? Oh, but my darling, what if you fly?" Uh, so it's kind of been something I've yeah. been trying to base my life off the past few years. I uh, got out of a long relationship, and, uh, like, the whole idea of that was if I'm trying to make a decision to do something, if the only thing that's holding me back is I'm afraid of it, then I'm going to make myself do it anyways because I don't mm-hmm. want to just live life being afraid. So Exactly. Yeah. I heard this quote. It was, like, uh, well, it's not really a quote, but it's, like, kind of a motivational message, and it was, like, do one thing a day that scares you. Yeah. And so, like, at first I was, like, that's so dumb. Like, why would you do that? But then I found, like, so many instances in my life where that actually, like, came true. Yeah. Like, if I was, like, doing a sport or an activity where I'm, like, oh, I can't do that because, you know, what if I... Like, if I'm learning how to snowboard, I can't, like, go on my toe side because I might eat it so hard. But I'm like, but then you'll never you'll never learn. But what you if know? you just, like, yeah. nail it? And you, yeah. You Even when it, it came to this radio show, when Dana pitched this to me, I was kind of, like, on the fence. I was like, oh, but then you have to, like, set aside, like, so much time for this. And, you know, we're in school. And what, are, what about our guests? And, like, there's, there's, there's so much around it. I was like, but what if, you know? And then I was like, you know what? Screw it. Let's do it. And then we do it every week. And we... Don't really know what to expect, but you know it's always going to be fun, and yeah. you, we just kind of like embrace that every single day. I don't know why he's because <laughs> <laughs> you're talking about the radio show on the show. It's like it's pretty meta. I know, I know, but it <laughs> bear with me. I, I was going somewhere. I don't remember. And apparently, it was a challenge so for being you. Being on a radio show scares you, is what you're saying? No, but it's like this it, is what you're doing that scares you. Being on air because I feel like you know, in a way, the way I spend my time because like this mm-hmm. is our this is our fourth year. This is our, like our heaviest semester. It's like, is it smart to do a radio show while you're right. theoretically supposed to be focusing on your work? And it's like, well, your grades are going to be impacted in a way, like if you don't manage your time effectively. And that's 
the idea of that is kind of scary because you pay so much money. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it could be worse, but there's always that chance. I failed the class before. You know, it could happen again. Then maybe DM or BF is the reason because of this clown. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Just making fun of me. I'm being so <laughs> vulnerable. For everything. Dude, we've yeah, all had all our bad your, This is all your fault. <laughs> we've all had our bad classes that we had to redo or, yeah. or you know, just try and get a better mark. It doesn't matter, yeah. you know, as long as you're going to have some downtime anyways. And as yeah. long as you can schedule that in. You're going to be good because DM and your BF can be scheduled and you can work around it. And it's mm-hmm. not like it's a surprise. Like Dane comes out of It is that actually the sometimes woodwork. a surprise. Like there have been <laughs> several times I'm just like, okay, I'm just going to go home. I got stuff to do. And Dane's like, you're not going to do our show? And I'm like, oh my gosh. Yeah, but I that's forgot on about you because you forgot. <laughs> no, because you're just so preoccupied with it. Yeah, that's... Yeah. That's nearly here. Like, I guess, like, the comparison whatever. you can make is, like, uh, being a DJ on air is sort of like a musician. Like, maybe for us or for you, you risk kind of, like, distracting from your grades by doing extracurricular stuff. So maybe a musician, like, maybe for you, Tasha, do you ever find, like, it's hard to devote enough time to music without distracting you from, like, your other important obligations in life? Or like you feel, work, family, friends. Because I feel like that's always an interesting part of, like, musicians in general. It's, like, how they balance their life, right? Yeah. Is that hard? Is that... Um, it is a little tricky. I've tried. I have two kids. I have a four-year-old mm-hmm. and a seven-year-old, and I feel like when I s- started writing music, they were kind of li- like, "Oh, what are you like? What on earth are you doing?" <laughs> and so I got them involved with it more. So like, they're usually the first ones to listen to my new songs. Will like my son's really intuitive with that. Like he'll like break down all the words. Like, "Mommy, if you're kissing somebody, that's inappropriate." <laughs> so, <laughs> Savage. <laughs> um, so. Yeah, it's nice to get them involved, and when we're in the vehicle and everything, my daughter always wants to listen to my music, and I feel that's like cool. that's like the best feeling in the world. Number so, one fans. Yeah, so so it's it's cool to be able to bring them together, and uh, they'll start writing like their own little songs and everything, and nice. let me listen to them and everything like that. So it's it's cool. So. But that's uh, that's pretty commendable because you found you seem to have found your work life balance mm. right yeah even yeah. bring them into this yeah that's, like, that's yeah. a challenge that's unlike many people who hollywood continues to demonstrate time and time again they they have very unhealthy work health like bleed over or just bad management and you know it's they're true. just walking wrecks yeah, yeah 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 and i do have a full-time job as well so i'm a business development manager for a dealership airdrie dodge hello <laughs> 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 just saying hi to all my people um <laughs> So, like, it is it is a little tricky to balance everything at times, but you kind of get into a groove and just create your own process and everything. And yeah. kind of while the kids are going to sleep, I'm trying to learn guitar chords. And wow. Yeah, so. Wow. <laughs> you have no excuse, Brennan. I have no excuse now. I don't have kids. <laughs> <laughs> I have to do Doom Your BF, <laughs> no matter my grades. <laughs> it's been exposed. Well, I mean, it could be worse. This isn't even too much, but, you know, I, I'm always just worried about what could be, you know. But, you know, do one thing a day that scares you. So yeah. that's why we continue to do this just show. Just push yourself. Yeah. This is my scary thing for today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just coming on a random radio station. Stuck in a room with these three guys. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, you can always run out the door screaming or not. It's your choice, but... <laughs> yeah, we can we can manage on it. <laughs> yeah, Dane'll get roasted. <laughs> <in this room. laughs> no, usually our guests like bounce on our craziness, so it, it's fine. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> keep us in <laughs> keep us in check. 
Uh, but yeah, going uh, from there, you said you've uh, just released an album, December twentieth. Uh, do you plans? Do you have plans to release uh, any future works? Any singles in the mix? Uh, probably some singles. There was a few songs that didn't make it onto the album. Mm. Um, I was being like picky with where my life was at and everything, and how many I wanted on the album. Uh, there was a few that I just wanted to work on a little bit more uh, before I would release them. So, uh, so I do have a few singles kind of in line to come out. Uh, and then I am going to be starting to perform. Um, I paired up with a guitarist, so he's uh, Lonnie James. So he's he's going to play guitar for me, and then I'm going to sing some duets with him for his music. So we're going to kind of nice. have a duo that way. So, um, yeah. Wow. That's really cool. How do you meet uh, musical artists? I know a lot of people, they just post on, like, Kijiji. Yeah, I think it was from Kijiji that yeah. I touched base with him and we kind Strikes of like again <laughs> <laughs> and then we kind of just like sent each other like our songs and everything to make sure it's kind of the Compatible, same thing like so yeah yeah yeah. Wow. yeah his project is called the um modern folk revolution so mm. yeah wow is there a is there a country like we have a lot of hip-hop artists on our show and they always talk about like certain clubs or groups that they're kind of part of that dane likes to freestyle at sometimes um, is there is there a country group similar? Do you know of in Calgary, where uh, like you kind of get together? And I'm actually not too sure. I know there's no. a few different places, like the regular, like I guess Mikey's and places like that that yeah. people would just go for like open mic nights yeah. and everything. But I've never heard of any mm. um, club type. The club things. scenes like Ranchman's Central. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do they do local artists? I, that I don't know. That I don't oh, know. Like some open stage clubs that have a strong country community i think in calgary well for sure in calgary yeah i i, I would be surprised if they didn't yeah but i don't know yeah. how big or well, how i think like probably well country borders so so many other genres so like the blues can i'm sure yeah um that's a great venue for open well just bands in general is that where you perform no i haven't i've never performed You've never performed <laughs> except at cypress Cypress. <laughs> I'm a cypher. <laughs> I was thinking of Cypress Hill. <laughs> Good bad. That's um, a different generation. <laughs> so we were we were put in touch with you actually through our former guest Al. Al um he's the he's he runs a club, I think. Or he's like a singer at a club. Yeah. Um, yeah. in Kensington, I believe. Yeah. But yeah. how do you how'd you get to know Al? Because he was such a cool guy. We we had him on the show, but unfortunately we didn't record the show our mics were not working that when, oh, when okay. Dan says we uh, he means himself it's crazy like <laughs> we did the same thing today but for some reason our mics weren't like connected I hope he's not that's because to Dane presses week. every button on the board <laughs> it's like one of these has to it work it went live I think but it, we didn't record it so we can't show you the recording but oh okay it was probably a on. good one too. it was so good the energy in that room like we had a lot of people in that room too and yeah. he brought a friend to and it was just like this whole room was like stacked with people. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. then it was just it was a yeah, he's, he's yeah. a cool guy. He, he is, really yeah. Cool so guy. I met Al um, at karaoke oh, okay. um, at yeah, Regal Beagle in Regal Beagle Killarney. That's what it was. Uh, yeah. And then he actually he hosts regularly at the Beagle Fourteen in Kensington. So mm. um, so I always joke with him that I stalked him uh, <laughs> to go because <laughs> I met him at Killarney, and then I figured out that he. Uh, worked at the Beagle 14, but now he's like one of my best friends, so that's that's cool. That's pretty fun. So he does have a good energy and everything, and kind of yeah. yeah keeps me on my toes, like motivated <laughs> and everything. <laughs> so um, and obviously, uh, like I just go and sing with him, and it's always a great time. So nice. yeah, nice. yeah. When we, we ha- oh, sorry, uh, we need to get get him back on because I feel bad. 
well, sometimes we're not prepared for like we we I'm always tried prepared. but about just you. didn't record. That's sometimes. a lie. <laughs> <laughs> just calling you up. <laughs> yeah, he actually hosted my release party for me. Oh. So oh, yeah, really? it was a it was okay. fun. That was good. That's sweet. So is he kind of a producer in a sense to you, or like, I, what, I like a mentor, like a mentor, and kind of helps me with like what direction I want to go with this and everything, and yeah. kind of keeps me going, like encouraging and everything yeah. like that. So he's, yeah. Do you and know what like direction you're gonna go? Um. So uh, the whole point, like I, basically when I started, I had no intentions for it to kind of like blow up like this like being mm-hmm. on spotify or anything like that yeah. i had no idea <laughs> yeah. um so when i started writing music at first it was i had asked my friend like oh i like wrote a song can you record it with me so he's like oh yeah for sure and then i just kept writing so i was like okay well now i have three well now mm-hmm. i have 12 <laughs> and then so he's like okay we're just gonna do an album I'm like all right so <laughs> so i ended up i got a photographer got all that um then we did, we recorded all the 12 songs, like wrote the music and everything. Uh, and then we narrowed it down to eight. And then right at the last, like the week before, I cut one more <laughs> song off. So we had the seven on the album. Um, and then, yeah. And then once that was done, it was kind of like my personal project that I've completed. So now I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, well, where now? So, uh, so I'm just going to go with it, embrace the uncomfortable, like I said, and yeah. we'll see just where go it full goes. Tilt. So, yeah. yeah. So. Fantastic. Yeah. Were you nervous? I mean, obviously, you, t- you talk about being scared going in, but, like, uh, performing, like, doing karaoke, like, has that gotten easier, or is it still kind of It's scary? definitely gotten easier singing. Um, I have a hard time talking, so the fact that I'm able to talk right now oh, really? is, like... <laughs> you seem so comfortable. <laughs> good, good. That's, that's my mask I'm yeah. wearing. <laughs> I believe um, it. Yeah, but, like, singing I've always had, like, no issues with, and then the second I'm supposed to, like, talk on a microphone, I would kind of clam up, or, like, even my boss would be, like, during meetings and everything, he's like, okay, talk now. <laughs> Say um, something. <laughs> You're like, uh, so much pressure. Yeah, yeah, so I feel like I'm kind of getting better at that and more confident with that so it's but it's exposure so yeah the more i do it the better i'm gonna be at it so just like i tell my kids so. yeah i didn't realize how much like before i started doing dmabf i definitely gotta look at the musician producer side of the the industry like because i i keep mentioning this a lot on every single but i didn't realize like how much influence a, produ- a producer has like because when you because I guess growing up, when you look at a, a musical star, you just think, oh, they must write their own songs. They make the beats. They're the one performing. So, you know, like even the front man to a band, like the lead singer or whatever, like they're in charge of everything. You just kind of assume that. But often reality is is it's usually like outsourced to like, and it's just a giant collective group effort, especially for like the top, the Billboard top 100s, top 40s. Mm-hmm. Like the amount of names that are attached to every single song. And that's only the people that are, like, recognized enough in the industry to even get there. Yeah. And it just blows my mind. So always, like, talking to artists about, like, their process is just so, it's so insightful, you know? And it teaches me, like, so much about it because, like, their personal experiences, they all tell, like, a unique story about, like, their experiences within the industry with dealing with management, signing to labels, even just, like, up-and-coming projects. And, you know, they're the fears that they have to overcome. I'm just always, like, so blown away by it because I'm like, this is a whole world I never you kind of have a sense about, but you don't really know, you know? Because like yeah. you said, like, there's there's this industry mask, and then, you know, all the artists behind it are either, like, they're kind of damaged, they're broken, but, I mean, that's, it's literally everyone, you know, at the end yeah. of the day. Yeah, yeah. And so it's it's really, I feel like, encouraging, you know? And even hearing, like, your favorite artists talk about their favorite artists and, 
you know, how they inspired them and you all kind of come together. And it's, it's a whirlwind of emotions. And that's what I love about music, you know? Yeah. That's one, of the, that's one of the main reasons I listen to it. That's why I listen to Dane, because I know his story and his music is very personal to me. <laughs> Thank you so much. That's so nice of you to say. That's, that's really nice. That's the nicest thing he's ever said to me. I've <laughs> 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 been tearing up a little. Look. No, just a glint. I'm just really hot. I'm wearing like three things. Like I'm wearing a shirt underneath this jacket. Why are so oh, are you saying you're getting heat delusional? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that leather, that's leather too. Yeah, it's pretty hot. Wow. Okay. Anyways. You're uh, <laughs> what? You're brave. Yeah. You're doing something that scares you right now. Something that scares you right now. Yeah. So coming out of uh, MRU with a bachelor's in sociology and stuff and ending up releasing your own album with uh, – we're not going to confine you to a genre, but with major like country influences and whatnot, and just did you ever have an inkling your life would end this way or? No, no, I just trying. I got married when I was really young, so it was kind of like okay, well now I'm married and have kids, and kind of just didn't have. Um, I don't want to say I didn't have a direction, but I really didn't have a direction, and kind of just life changed and. I actually feel like Al had a huge part of that because mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. he's a very motivating person too. Yeah. So just even having like a regular conversation, it's like I I have to do something. I don't know what I'm exactly. supposed to do. I have exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I'm like I gotta go. Yeah. Yeah. So it's um, so he, like him coming into my life was like a huge turning point to even just seeing like how he is with people and everything like that. So it's yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Al, he he had like energy, just like. I, I've for never met someone like that. Yeah. It's, it's like just, Oprah, like, you I get just, energy. I just met you him get and energy. I was like, I felt like I'd known him for a long time. It was yeah. weird. It was yeah. really interesting. But I think you need to surround yourself with those types of people. Just people that are just there for you and, you know, always, always supporting you. Yeah. Otherwise, like, it's, it's yeah. cool because, like, even I've seen him perform, like, at shows and everything with a whole bunch of strangers and everything. And, mm-hmm. like, <laughs> him and his brother, he's got a twin brother, so they yeah. do, like, the singing yeah. DJs. And, like, it's, it's crazy, like, seeing the two of them. Like, they're both, mm-hmm. like, yeah. Oh, so much person? fun. Because he talked about his brother, but we don't. Uh, I met his brother like once, and oh, it was yeah. it was really weird because he would say like similar things to what Al would say, and then it <laughs> would, person. yeah, it was it was weird because I'm like, you totally would have said that. <laughs> 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 How do I know they're twins, twins, right? I think. Yeah. Yeah. We're talking yeah. a lot about Al. <laughs> <laughs> <It's like laughs> <laughs> <laughs> about Al. <laughs> <laughs> He's just a funny guy. He is great. He's, great. He's gonna his ego is gonna love it <laughs> when he <laughs> finds John never knows. So. Uh, no, no, I'm wondering if he's just got an evil doppelganger that he's passing off as his twin. That's a good point, yeah. Like you guys. Oh, wait, well, you're not twins. We're in the same room together. Seven years difference, right? Something like that. Wow. No. 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 Twins? Yeah, <laughs> basically. Yeah. Seven years difference between twins. Oh, yeah. Same thing. We look exactly alike and everything. <laughs> a little bit. Um... So what, what do you have next for this year? Like, I know you said you want to start performing. Um, Talking about singles. Do, yeah. Like, do you want to, like, do a tour at any point? Is that in the plans? Um, I don't think with my, like, work and family and everything, I don't, don't think that would you. be really mm-hmm. feasible at this point. Right. So maybe later on in life when my kids are older. And yeah. We'll see about that. Time. And I promised my boss, too, if I ever became famous, I'd still show up at work. So. <laughs> <laughs> the see, that's how they get you, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That'd be crazy. Do you ever think about like the fame aspect that it might come, like because people start recognizing you, and you know, even if you don't blow up, blow up, sometimes you can 
uh, cultivate that like local niche scene. that niche following. Yeah. Yeah. Even in the local scene, like oh, like oh my gosh, you perform every single night here. Like even people at the Blind Beggar, I I find that you know they when certain artists come on, they're just like I've never heard of them, but apparently they're big in like the local scene. And it's right. Like, that in itself is, I, that's being famous to a certain extent, you know? Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Even at my release party, like, it was just a weird feeling because, like, people I've never met before would come and, like, <laughs> buy my album and be like, can you autograph it? And I'm like, okay. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, that, it's a, it's a really neat experience, but, again, like, embracing the uncomfortable because I'm not used yeah. to people, like, paying attention to me or looking at me or anything like that. I get really, like... Mm-hmm stressed out <laughs> <laughs> like it's too much <laughs> yeah yeah so um so it's one thing like when i'm singing somebody else's song like a karaoke or something but when i'm like singing my song that i wrote and like, telling my story kind of thing it's it's just a totally different feeling i guess and then like people are listening people are singing along to it so uh, it's just yeah it's just it's different for sure <laughs> i get a lot of random facebook requests like friend requests and everything i'm like mm. i don't think we've met before but <laughs> <laughs> i guess i'll accept this <laughs> yeah <laughs> so. i need more i need more popularity because <laughs> more people that are playing your songs you know at the end of the day you're like hey i'll, I'll take it you know but yeah that, but we, we recently had an artist on who we were talking to and they they mentioned like how weird it is being recognized like outside and they were talking about their experiences and it, it's just it's weird you know because they're in the room too and they're just like talking about like how they went on this show and then everyone's like oh my gosh like you're that person and they're like yeah it's happened like enough times that it's not weird but it's still weird if that makes yeah, sense yeah yeah like you, I don't know when you cross that threshold when it's like oh this is just average like I get recognized on, the, on a daily basis yeah I guess I've... you have to become like superstar then, <laughs> then it would just be annoying at that point. But until that, then, not necessarily. That might be more your ego, you know. Once your you, ego. Once you start being like, oh yes, the recognition, whatever. It's, <laughs> it's you know, so that, that's your ego it. swelling. Yeah, it's hmm. an interesting point. I feel like a lot of people from my town and everything that I knew from when I was growing up and everything like that, like it just doesn't clue into me. Like, oh yeah, you and like they all know who I am. Uh, so it's just. I'm like, oh, okay, I'm pretty sure you're familiar. And then they, like, I find out they're from my town. So I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so when it comes to being, like, uh, a little bit uncomfortable, I don't want to go, like, too deep into it. But being, being an artist, I feel like you have to kind of be, uh, like, personable. Like, you have to, you have to show, like, a, a vulnerability through your, your songs. I mean, you can probably create, like, bangers and, like, just rowdy songs, which everyone loves. But I think to really establish a connection with the audience, you have to kind of show, like, a side that... I guess is not really seen and if it wasn't really seen now you have to show it on like a grand scale mm-hmm. is that is that the part that scares you the most or is it just like this un, you're not just not used to it i feel like i'm just i'm not used to it um and then like even just telling the different stories that i have it's like there was always like a second thought in my head like is anybody gonna like even care to listen or like (laughs) are they just gonna be like okay Natasha shut up (laughs) you've said enough (laughs) so yeah it's just different I think so different yeah and it's almost like to me it's like surprising like okay like people are listening like I look on my Spotify account and I see like I've been played in like 13 different countries or something I'm like who (laughs) on earth is listening to me so it's kind of like holy like this is a little, little crazy. So. <laughs> but like, it's a cool feeling. So like, yeah, yeah, thirteen different countries. That's insane. Oh, does Spotify give you any other statistics? Like, 
how many total plays you have? Yeah, or? they'll do like total plays, unique listeners, and then it'll show like a map of the different countries and everything that. Oh, yeah. so specific. That's so interesting. Yeah, yeah. Huh. So it's like, yeah. You can see where you're a hit. And you're like, how did I get famous over there? Especially if you're, yeah, if you're mostly into like the local scene, how did you get discovered? Ex Unless you put on some playlist that you, but I guess Spotify would tell you that, right? Uh, they probably would. I don't know. I have like, they send me like a report on like my monthly listeners and everything yeah. like that. So I think there's probably a few playlists, which is really cool. Like I just don't know where the playlists are. So. <laughs> Someone just <laughs> wondering who me. they're pairing me up with. So. <laughs> yeah, that's so interesting. What about you, Dane? What about me? Yeah. I, I don't have any Spotify stuff, but I know oh. our show is on Spotify, like this show. Yeah, we can plug this show. And uh, yeah, there's <laughs> some statistics about it, which is interesting. Actually? Yeah. I don't have access to the show's account on Spotify. I think Ben does. Ben does. <laughs> we, we don't, <laughs> but our state manager does. <laughs> That's reassuring. <laughs> ben, when you need him. Because I'd like to look at those Over statistics. That'd be, that'd be really interesting. <laughs> yeah. What, like one person in Uzbekistan or? Oh, yeah, he's told us. Because, yeah, we, we're listened to in a bunch of countries. I think the Ukraine is one of them. Nice. And we're like, nice. interesting. <laughs> <laughs> like, people listen to this in the Ukraine. Okay. You know, <laughs> it's very specific to MRU and Calgary, the local music. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's, I mean, I guess you've got to start somewhere and that's how you go worldwide. Yeah. Like Pitbull, Mr. Like, Worldwide. Like a lot of <coughs> university himself. radio stations are kind of, were, especially in the past, they were like solely responsible for a lot of artists' uh, surge yeah. because sometimes, you know, artists went... Before the internet, when they had to rely on radio plays to get their name out there, there might be like one university campus station somewhere else in the world that would play their music quite often. Sometimes they might play it like once an hour, and that could be the station that helped them blow up like in their home country because yeah. eventually word gets back from wherever they're getting played at a university station. So it's kind of interesting Like campus radio has been really critical. Not it's It hasn't been as important in the last few years, but in the 90s, 2000s, it was huge for artists to kind of get their name like but get their foot in the door before youtube before spotify so it's interesting to see like now with campus radio now we have the internet so now we um spotify is kind of it's made it easier made it easier to mm -hmm. but at the same time there's more noise because not everyone has access to a campus radio so it's mm -hmm. like it's harder but well it's probably the same well like hard. cgsw uh uc station that yeah th that's like listened to quite internationally it's like renowned for being a very good station, even though it's a, it's a campus station. But people around the world like like to see the different personalities at different campuses because they're they're not like a corporate uh, station, so it's really like unfiltered sometimes. Because like our show, why, 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 why you and me? Why? With what? What do you say? Wow. I mean, like, do you want to hand over very your like, rights? No, no, no. But I say if they're not one and the same, like. Yeah, Three. Enjoy your freedom while it lasts. Yeah, while it lasts yeah. Yeah. So this is really cool, just like being able to just like say whatever we want, like we're able to really like play the music we want to play, and you know, get local artists and not just like you know whoever we want. On. So it's really cool. I'm pretty sure it's the same as being a musician too, because like you can, I guess at this point in your state, this point in your career, like. Well, your musical career, you can you can kind of say whatever you want, and then if that gains traction, and you and you actually sign to like a record label, then they're like, okay, well, we want you to go in this direction. Then all of a sudden, it's not really up to you. Mm -hmm. But if the money's good, it's like 
you have to compromise somewhere. You're like, well, I could do this or I could work here. <laughs> and it's like, or I could become a superstar celebrity. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, oh, what do I want to do? And, you know, you got to cross that line. Yeah, I feel mm. like it's a, like the most important thing. And that's why like a lot of my music is about my town and everything. And my upbringing yeah. and everything is just yeah. not forgetting where you came from. Like even if yeah. somebody becomes super famous and everything like that, or if I somehow become super <laughs> famous, uh, like I'm always going to remember just like, singing songs with my kids and like before they go to bed and stuff like that so it's where you where you came from so. yeah super heartwarming and I th- yeah and I, like you hear about a lot of big artists like um especially like country folk rock seem to have like connected roots to like where they're from in music like Bruce Springsteen's very like New Jersey like where he's from like his town like there's Born so many references USA. to the places he grew up in or like a lot of British bands like um uh probably well like the Arctic Monkeys make references to Sheffield, where they're from, some locations and stuff. Um, the Beatles. The Beatles did that, made made songs about Abbey Road, like the road they walk down every yeah. every day. And then, like, you go to these places, and, and then it's like people imitating them, imitating in, them, in the or places. also put like like photos of them are all all over the businesses of these like storefronts on Abbey Road now. Like, obviously, yeah, it's like an avenue to take advantage of. You know, I didn't the, know about the that. Local. That's, in, that's interesting. Yeah. So are you inspired by that? Like to do that? Like if you could do that for your hometown, like have like a mural of you one day, <laughs> mural like, of you. or like just like <laughs> like write songs about like you. It's already getting in that town in the past. I think that's pretty interesting because we grew up in the city, so maybe it's different. Like Calgary, so I don't know. There's not as strong of a community feeling sometimes in a big city as it is in a smaller city. Yeah. And so there's more of, like, people might recognize specific names of stores in a smaller town, like if you reference a restaurant or yeah, cause if place. Yeah, because some artists, we have so many artists come on, they're like, hey, do you know this other guy who's, like, and we're like, oh, we, we do not. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, yeah, he's a, he's a huge local artist. He's bigger than I am. And I was like, oh, uh, sh- should I be familiar with this guy's work? <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> and I'm like, is that, I mean, I don't spend every day every second of my life looking up like every local artist yeah because that's just i just there's i'd never get anywhere it'll, it'll be the natasha memorial ice rink the natasha there memorial. we go there we go start out small yeah. <laughs> work your way up to mural <laughs> well like a lot of bands have come from small town alberta like a lot of big artists so you think about it Deacon and Sarah. Joni Mitchell. Nickelback takes a lot of heat, and so you put them in that scene. I thought it was very cool of them to do it. Yeah, they, I mean, I don't know anything about Nickelback, but I know that, like, Deacon and Sarah, like, these are just, like, small town in Alberta that then you go there, and it's like, wow. Like, there's, like, statues of them. There's, like, yeah, even Justin Bieber in Ontario. So it's pretty interesting. Canada, I think a lot of times our biggest talent come from small towns, which is not always the case in a lot of other countries. Because a lot of people think you have to go to L.A., you know, to mm-hmm. really make it. Yeah. I feel like in small towns, like, you don't have a whole lot else to do. So, <laughs> so you're just like, I just got to make a career in music. <laughs> <laughs> I'm bored. <laughs> I mean, it makes sense. It's very similar to, like, all the hockey players, right? They come out of the middle of the boonies out of nowhere in Saskatchewan or northern Ontario or, or northern Alberta. You know, just randomly, they just bring up because, yeah, you're right, there's nothing to do. So, so it's all you do. They get a lot of advice <laughs> time. A lot of practice. Mm-hmm interesting yeah. even in the u.s too like i think there's you know there's cases of that but it does seem like sometimes the big cities are kind of like where a lot of the biggest bands are found in the u.s because that's like where the most action is but canada yeah. maybe relies more on today the internet like a lot yeah. of our artists get famous in the u.s through the internet rather than 
being in like a Toronto or Vancouver yeah. sometimes. I mean, it's it's completely different. Like growing up in a city like Austin, you know, just home of the South by Southwest Festival, and just being in that culture because Austin is known for being very promotive of new talent and of all sorts. But it has its roots in music versus you know just growing up in. Uh, Klamath Falls, sure. <laughs> so random. Just, just in the middle of California. Is that real? Can someone fact check this? <laughs> yeah, Klamath Falls. I think you just Falls made that up right county. on the spot. <laughs> that is a real place. Is it? I've yeah. seen that on that. You've, you've seen it on that? It's like near the border between Oregon and California, so. So you mean you have a yeah, better chance in Klamath Falls than like Pendleton? Yeah. Or I mean, Pendleton. if you're in Canada, maybe. But <laughs> I don't know. It, it depends on the city. Like some, they have programs. They right. breed it out. You, I don't know. It's just... It's like they have talent that they can just keep throwing into the machine and producing pop stars or whatnot or whatever they're looking for, right? And then here just seems to kind of pop up and, you know, everyone goes to Toronto mm. eventually because it seems like it's the only city that really has that, that multi-cultural yeah. vibe, you know, mm. that, that allows people to succeed. But mm-hmm. then again, the big city just takes its toll on people, so... I'm not yeah. surprised that they still retain their small town roots and it's so important to them, you know. Yeah. And I think it's become more and more important just these days, you know, to be true to yourself, be true to your roots and, wow. and just remember Preach. where you came from. Preach. You know? Just keep going. Where, where, what are you... <laughs> I can continue. <laughs> like, what, what are you responsible for? Is it, are you in it for the money or are you in it to share a message or are you in it just because, you know, this is what you decided your life's doing, so... I think... With Dane's music, he's promoting like unsafe agendas, surfing mm-hmm. in the dark. <laughs> like, you know what? I wouldn't be surprised if that's the next takeoff major sport. <laughs> <laughs> Nighttime surfing. Nighttime surfing, featuring Dane McClain. I mean, <laughs> he's, he's already got TV. the bun for it, so. <laughs> yeah, he has that surfer vibe. You just need like a really loose fitting like surfer shirt. Swear, swear Hawaiian like a, some ocean and earth. Come and wearing flip flops, like, dude. It's like <laughs> minus ten outside. <laughs> I hope you have a pair of winter boots in your back or something. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Sorry, Tash. Anyways, we're gonna, <laughs> I digress. Yeah, I digress. Kind of so, really. so coming back, I just wanted to – we're kind of running out of time here, but I just wanted uh, to talk to you about um, the talent behind Natasha. So are you self-taught? Do you do lessons? Uh, no, I've, I've never done lessons. Never. never done singing lessons. It was just a lot of karaoke in my just mom and dad's <laughs> – in my mom and dad's living room with my sister <laughs> – uh, and then just hitting the karaoke bars. I had a lot of friends that played instruments and everything. So, like, we did, like, guitar club and everything at in high school. And uh, we would just jam, like, every, like, once a week at lunchtime. So, and then they would, like, I had friends performing in bars and everything like that. And I'd go, when I was old enough, <laughs> I would go <laughs> to uh, the bar. And then I would, he would call me up on stage to do, like, a quick song with him. And we'd just do a quick cover. And then that kind of got me like excited about it because I was always nervous to actually get up on stage but once I was singing it was fine so yeah uh, and then just going out to karaoke usually I go to Beagle 14 with Al so uh, Beagle 14. yeah nice. get some <laughs> get some hangout time with him and sing some songs and meet some people so basically like I'll go places and I feel like I just want to like learn about people and talk to them and kind of share stories and everything like that so I'll go to a random place and I know it's not like the safest thing to do I'll just go by myself (laughs) and drink my tea and everything and then just meet uh like new random people and so that's crazy do you think that's uh, crucial to your success as an artist Um, or do you just do that just to get a different perspective I guess 
I wouldn't do it, like, I don't do it just for, like, a success kind of thing, but more so just I like being around people and kind of feeling their en energy and everything like that and kind of, I don't know, it's, I find it really uplifting. And then, oh. like, I, I just love people. So if I can, like, chat with them a little bit, make them feel a little bit better. Like, I met a man a couple months ago uh, who's an older gentleman, and his wife, I found out, was, like, in a hospice and everything like that. So he had just came from visiting her to come to sing and everything and it was just like a, wow. a very soulful thing like he was going to just kind of get himself like a positive release and uh, being able to make himself feel a little bit better about life and everything which I feel like a lot of people do that with music is yeah just to get a little bit of a lift that way so yeah if it doesn't come from like because I know some people uh, I've also mentioned this before like uh, the Rolling Stones how they're like 70 years old and people like speculate like why they're still doing this you know like they have all the money in the world all the fame in the world like Mick Jagger like there's there's no question about it but why you know at this point in his life so people are like uh people people are like I wonder why why he's why they're still doing this and people, some people are like well they do it for the 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 rush the high that comes with performing mm -hmm. music because I, I think they're past the point you know I mean it's all speculation but they're past the point of like being like honest and like just raw on stage exactly, you know yeah so they just state do it. manager meet natasha hey, hey. Manager. hello this is the guy who owns our spotify account yeah nice to meet you he pays <laughs> nice to meet you how are you state manager i'm doing all right got jfbfdm and natasha that's exciting <laughs> he asked me to come in here. I did nothing to say, and you had a good conversation going. We needed you to fact check us earlier. You know, we needed to know some uh, random locations where we're uh, geography. Is that your uh, special special thing? Where are we getting points? Yeah. Oh, um, randomest place like Tanzania or something. Tanzania. Nice. That's yeah. <laughs> big in Tanzania. Big in Tanzania. Yeah. To the like one person listening. <laughs> Shout out to Tanzania. <laughs> 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 That's great. Yeah. Thanks so much for that, Ben. Uh, <laughs> feeling better? No. Oh. It's been a whole hour since we've seen him. <laughs> <laughs> no, sorry for shaking your hand. I'm, I am a tad sick. You have to uh, wash it. Don't, don't touch your can. <laughs> nothing that bad. Right? Nothing that bad. There's some hand Especially sanitizer in the other booth. Yeah, yeah. We yeah. can yeah. Uh, set you up. Thank yeah, you we, for your concern. Good luck with the, <laughs> the four minutes of your show. <laughs> sorry, yeah. So awkward. we have to wrap up. Quickly here, this Awkward has been Deem Your BF. <laughs> Why don't you just go ahead and plug? Like, where do you want all the traffic to be driven? Like, Instagram. You want? Are you more popular on Facebook? The, um, uh, Spotify. Do you just want listeners? I think Spotify Spotify's is like your really taking off, which I was surprised. Like, I don't know. It was really cool. Like, I got like the little check mark on Spotify. I didn't know you could do that. Oh, you verified on Spotify? Yeah. So that was cool. One day I want to be verified on Instagram, but one we'll day see. <laughs> <laughs> you'll get there. I believe yeah. in you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so just check out Spotify. Do you have uh, Twitter or no? Any? No Twitter no. handle. No. Instagram. So Instagram. Uh, so it's Natasha Tasha Eleven. So I actually have a lot of my artwork on there too. So I draw too. You do draw. I oh, do. Wow. Yeah. That's incredible. We, <laughs> she is a woman of many. Talents. I wish we could talk about that, but we we're running out of time, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so you want to just give us a quick little sneak peek at what people can expect for your artwork on Instagram? Um, so portraits. So portraits. I do graphic or graphite drawings. Nice. Um, so just different customized pieces. of if somebody gives me a picture, I can basically recreate it in graphite. Uh, just add different people and everything to it if needed. Um, make a different adjustments like with the background and that sort of thing. So 
Are, are these commission pieces, or is this yeah. just for fun? Oh, yeah. they're all commissioned. So, yeah. Wow. How long have you been doing this? Uh, forever. Forever? Yeah, forever. Since forever. you can remember. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. impressive. Yeah, I got my first, like, learn-to-draw book when I was, I think, like, in grade one or two. So I just kind of glued myself to that. and Learn to draw. Expanded from that. <laughs> is that similar to paint by numbers? Well, it's like, it's like step-by-step step for like animals and things like that. Somebody want to tell Ben or just... Yeah, it's a hot mic in the studio. <laughs> he can't hear us though. I don't know why it's not being broadcasted there. Anyways, this has been D-M-U-R-B-F. This is a DM. Thank you so much, Natasha Don. Thank you. That's your last name, Natasha Don? Natasha Don. It's like my musical name. Oh, see, I wish Dane would have told me this before coming. So I wouldn't have to ask these questions. You just said, yeah, her name's Natasha. And she only said you're an alumni, so I thought you had like an MRU-specific career background. So that's why I started off DMUBF talking about MRU. And then I found out that you're an actual artist. Good <laughs> job, Dean. Once again, you anyway. managed to sabotage BF. <laughs> what a guy. Very well, thank you so much for having me, guys. It's, it's, been been awesome. a, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much. Have a great weekend, everyone listening out there. We'll see you again Except next ben. week. <laughs> Talking over us. <laughs> thank you again for listening. This has been DMURBF with special guests John Flasky, Natasha, Dane McLean, Brennan Flasky. Yo. Got N64? No. <laughs> That'd be gnarly. Gnarly. Oh, we're done, I think. Oh, thank you. I can't hear from here. <laughs>